Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, guys. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are feeling well. If you hear noises, I'm currently outside in my backyard. So you might hear like the wind, some birds and stuff like that. If it's bothering you, I do apologize. But today feels too good to be inside. So I'm doing an outside podcast. So yeah, let's get into it. So yeah, how you guys doing? How you guys feeling? Uh, well, today's podcast, I wanted to talk about me. As you, as you, as you read from the title, I'm going to be talking about like a traumatic experience I had with playing with football, as you guys call it in the States, <laughs> soccer. But where I'm from, we call it football because you use your foot to play with the ball. And I'm not going to get into no argument with nobody because it's called football. You guys want to call it soccer to each his own. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you guys. I call it football. So yeah, let's get into it. But first, let me give you a quick backstory of my living arrangement, how the whole football situation, how the whole football situation happened, yada yada yada, etc. etc. So I where I used to live, it was hmm. Okay. So quick backstory. Jamaica is consists of parishes, and the parishes are like states in America. Like the different states like Alabama, Maryland. DC, etc., etc. So in Jamaica, you had different states. Nah, in Jamaica, you have different parishes. And the parish that I live in was the capital of Jamaica. It was Kingston, St. Andrews. So that's where I live. Now, Kingston was the more urban area with the big buildings, the big cars. A Jamaica, Jamaican. <laughs> I'm sorry. My cousin is in the background and she's dancing for some goddamn reason. So yeah, in Jamaica, you had. Um, you had what is that so in jamaica you had parishes and the parish that i was it was the capital of jamaica so the main area so if you know jamaica most people know about jamaica for kingston kingston jamaica ocho rios um montego bay those big areas so tourists tourists and people who are not in jamaica mostly know about that area so yeah i lived in the kingston area of jamaica (laughs) The more or urban area where the big buildings, the cars, and etc. etc. My lineage, mostly my family, they come from the countryside because Jamaica is big on the whole country thing. The sugarcane, mainly their sugarcane. Their their bauxite. So for the backstory, for those who don't know, what bauxite is bauxite is like this red dirt that Jamaica that Jamaica produces and has like these strong minerals. And Jamaica is one of the countries whose who whose soil produces it the most. So that's something that. People tend to gravitate to and like people come buy it from us and stuff like that, etc. Et so that's what bauxite is. Okay, so my living arrangement. So I used to live in a so I used to live in a flat. Not most Jamaicans don't call it a flat; they just call it a flat house, but it's a flat. So basically, it's just a one-story, um, r- not room, one-story house. So there's no upstairs, there's no downstairs. And j- typically in Jamaica, there's no basement. We don't have any basements and we don't have any attics. It's quite rare to see a Jamaican home with basements and, with basements and attics. Because the reason why America America has basements and attics is because with basements, y'all got a lot of, lot of um, what's the thing called? Tornadoes. So we don't really need tornadoes. We don't really need basements to protect ourselves from tornadoes because we don't really interact with that stuff jamaica is a mo- mostly hurricane hurricane prone and earthquake prone 
So we don't have basements and we do not have attics. So I, it was quite a shock when I came to America when I saw you guys have something called attic and basement. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I'll try. Oh, there we go. So yeah. So Jamaica typically doesn't have any basement, doesn't have any... <laughs> Doesn't have any basement, doesn't have any added to me. Okay, yeah, sorry for the word cut, but yeah, as I was saying, Jamaican, Jamaican houses typically don't have any basements and don't have any attics. And if they do, it's weird because there's no, there's typically no reason for a basement or an attic. There's probably just Jamaicans following American culture or whatever culture, whatever it wants to be. Anyways, so my living arrangement, I used to live in a flat with my mom, my dad. At the time, my dad, my sister. So it was just the three of us living in this area. In this one, this nice little house and the area that we lived in. So a quick geography lesson. So typically in Jamaica, most house, most land, but Jamaicans are, are, are habit, habit, what's the word? Habitating? No, that's not the word. Oh my God, that sounds so dumb. Most land that Jamaicans are on are, are ancestral land. So like, past generations was the one who left it for their family lineage so typically most jamaicans live on ancestral land like dead so basically what we call we call it dead left land so the past dead who was family typically families to us were the ones who left land for us or sometimes just not even our families it's just random spots we like certain jamaicans found the area and was like okay let me claim this because it's mine now so typically that's what it was so that's where i lived i lived on my ancestral land for my father so his lineage of people were the ones who owned that that huge plot of land so my house it was my house my cousin's house beside us my father's aunt's house across from us so this was a this was a like a land a piece of land and these these houses were like almost in a circle but not a circle so like u-shaped so just imagine it this tribe doesn't imagine it i'm trying my best to describe it so it was almost in a U shape. So the houses were connected, connected to each other by like concrete walls. So it wasn't no wood; it was solid concrete. So you couldn't hear anything. You could probably hear like a knock or two, but you couldn't hear someone talk. So typically, that's how it was set up. So you had my house. My house wasn't that big. So you had my mom, my mom and my dad's room. They had their own room, but me and my sister didn't have our own room. We were out in the open, so we had two beds that were, like, beside each other, but one bed was mine, one bed was hers, but we, were, we could see each other, basically turn each other's face and see each other together. And the bathroom was in, was in front of us. The bathroom, the bathroom was in front of us, and beside the bathroom, you have a little, bit of, a little bit of wall space, and then the kitchen was there. The kitchen was pretty small, not gonna lie. It was a pretty small kitchen, looking at it, remember it right now. So we had the we had our deep freeze on in one corner of the kitchen. The I need I need I need to give you more visuals. So typically, so the house is set up so weird. So my mom and my dad they had their own room. So they they had a own room in their own little section. So the room was one side. And when you open their door to come out, it's like a big area. A big area, and it consisted of me and my sister's bed in the open. So we didn't have any dining room or nothing like that. So it was two beds. And then the bathroom was in front of our rooms. The bath it had a it had a door and everything, so it was in front of our our rooms. And beside the bathroom, a little bit of space, like a big wall, blocked it off. And then you had my mom's the kitchen. 
basically. And in our kitchen, we had this huge window. It wasn't really even a window. It was like this big square open open slot, and we had this wooden door, wooden 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 door, or not really door, but it was like it was basically made of wood, and you had to draw it in and bolt it to lock it. So that's that was our little window that we had. And then in front of it was our sink. And beside the sink was the stove. And beside the stove was a deep freeze that we had. At the time, my mom was selling stuff. She used to sell like little, little, in Jamaica, we call them suck suck or bag juice. So she would like mix syrup with all these different kinds of flavors, put it in like little tiny bags, fold them up and freeze them into like, they're like little, little tiny bags of juice. And she put it in the fridge and she sell them for like, twenty dollars or something like that i remember and remember jamaica money is not american money so twenty dollars in america is a lot not not even a lot but still it wasn't it wasn't the same amount as it wasn't in jamaica so mom used to sell like so i'm gonna call them bag juice bag juices and she also sold ice cream and she also sold ice cream in bags so jamaicans do that too so we had like little tiny bags that we pour oh excuse me we had little tiny bags that we pour ice cream in and we would sell it to, to like the people. So you can either put a straw in it and slip it up, or you can use a spoon and scoop it out the bag and eat it. So my mom used to sell that. So yeah, my living arrangement was like that. So the house, so the house was, it was a huge house before it got split up into different sections or different people got different parts of the house. So me and my mom got another part behind us. Behind us was my, one of my uncles. He lived behind us. Me and my mom, my mom didn't get along with him. I didn't get along with him, so. He was just behind us. And beside us was my was my cousins. They had they had a decent space. So they had like two rooms until they did some refurbishing on it and they got like a bathroom and stuff like that. Cause you bef- before we didn't really have a bathroom. I mean we did, but we didn't. And there was like an outside bathroom, a bathroom that was outside that everyone who was living in the living in the little area could go in and take a shower or shit. Or piss, basically. So that's so that was a little bit of a backstory. And then we had a big open area in the middle, in the middle of all the houses. No, not all the houses. So everyone had their own little section of the house, and we had like a big open area in front of everyone's house. So you, so people normally put their clothes on lines, pin their clothes on the lines, stuff like that. And there was like the septic hole that we had. I absolutely hate that septic hole. So it was. You know, if you guys know what a septic tank is or whatever pertains to septic, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to describe it because it's nasty. So we had a septic hole, not a tank, a hole. So when when you lift the cover off, you can see every nastiness in it. And it's so funny because we used to use it as a seat. So everyone would sit on it because I went, when in, inside them houses get hot, Jamaica is a very hot place. Trust me. So we come out the house, we would sit on top of it and just chill, relax and stuff like that. But the fucking funny thing is, because it's a septic tank, it attracts bugs. And one or two times, you will see roaches crawling out of that thing, crawling up on people and crawling all about it. It was nasty. It was not a fun time. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So, that's basically where I live. So, as I was saying, most people have, live on their ancestral land. So, their past generation of people left that land for them. So, that's that's how they occupied it. So, it was me, me and my mom, my sister, my dad were in one spot. Beside us was my cousin and her three no her two daughters and then she had another friend who was living with her her name was chrissy at the time and then behind us now behind us was like a little bit further back there's only one person there who wasn't like blood linked to us that 
she she was just a friend to us though she was my mom's friend i would consider her my mom's best friend because they still talk to this day so yeah that's my mom's best friend so if you when you want okay let me give you a quick <laughs> i gotta explain this because i don't want to don't want to let you guys be lost so each house each each house not house each land so typically there was like four houses in that land on that particular land and to divide us because there's other people who had other land whose family left their land for them so we had had fences like zinc fences like put up on the side of each houses that blocked off people from their house blocked off people from their little big slot like us because we had a big we had a big not community per se i would say a community actually but it's not your typical community basically so we had our little community everybody then across, over the fence was someone else's other community and over the fence and across the street was someone else's community so yeah okay let me wrap it up because i want to talk about my little experience so yeah i hope i give a decent description of how my living arrangement was so yeah the septic tank was there and then the behind behind this Beside the septic tank, not directly beside it, but like a couple of feet back from it, was the bathroom that anybody could use because it was like an open community. If you didn't have a bathroom in your house, you come out and you use that bathroom in there. But luckily, me, my family, we had a bathroom. And as I said, it was my father's ancestral land that, that was his. So his his line, his lineage and people were living there. So most of the people who lived there was from my father's side. My mom's side now, her people were in the countryside. They were like, in the countryside and at her time her her mom my grandma she was in the u.s and fun fact my grandma was a reason is the reason why i'm in the u.s right now she was the one who did the documentations and got me my mom and my sister up here and also her son and her and his um ch children and also another son and so typically it was like 10 of us who came up here in 2018 no 2019 I remember it was December. No, it was January of 2018. It was January of 2018 I came up here. So, yeah, she did all the paperwork and got, it. got us up here. I do apologize if my voice keeps going in now because I'm trying to hold the mic properly as best as I can. So I apologize for that. So, yeah, that's, so that was my living arrangement. And as I said, like different communities had different people. So beside us was another huge... So basically what we call, we call them big yard. So big yard consists of a huge community of people who live, who are like basically blood related. Most of them, like typically a community like that, everyone is blood related somehow through cousin, through aunts, uncles, but they are family. It's quite rare to see like another people coming in. But then again, when that happens, that people is that the, the land that we live on, it need, rent, rent needs to be paid. So they need to get other people in who is not typically blood to come in. And crazy, crazy thing, dead left land, or as I was called, like community, like the land that, like ancestral lands that left land is a very, very dangerous thing because people typically fight over dead left land because they want to have more power and have all that land to themselves. And when they do get that land to themselves, they charge so much money for that land. So it's, it's quite crazy. So dead left land is is very 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 not it's not it's not good it's just not good because once once the fat once family once a, a certain family member gets it and doesn't share it with everybody else it's a big issue because remember it's ancestral land so 
there that if one family member gets it before the other it's going to be a big fuss instead of most typically most jamaicans don't like sharing for some reason even if it's with your family members so they create a big fuss about it and lives get lost people get cursed and it's, it's crazy it's crazy but i don't want to get into it too much so yeah my family we had issues like that my on my father's side as i said the community that i live in was my was on my father's side we had that issue for like a little bit but then we resolved but they resolved it Either that or they're still fighting about it. I haven't been down in at my home in five years now, so I'm not 100% sure how they're doing down there. So, yeah. So, in front of our little community was a little road. So, that little road is not connected to them. It's not really connected to the main road, but it's like, say, for instance, if you live in a little, little tiny, you have your house and you have like a tiny road that runs through your community, through beside your house. That's typically how it looks. So it's connected to the main road, but it had you have to like go through a lot of channels to go to the main road. But my little road, it was a little tiny road that cars to cars don't typically drive there, but when they do, it's just like it's like a little shortcut for them to drive there. So typically we normally play football matches matches on that road. So now I'm getting to the nitty-gritty of things. Sorry about a little sorry if I stretch it out a little bit. But yeah. So normally, as I said, there's like different communities. It's not my own, that's my family alone. There's other people fam other people who have the ancestral land, who are there. And it's like a big, everyone knows everyone there. It, you have like you have the typical hypocrites, snaky people there and so on. Just a, it's just a regular day. So yeah. So like different families, their kids, everybody is friends. So almost everybody knows that if my mom knows their mom, their mom knows my mom. And it's just like, it's like a long lineage. Everybody knows everybody in this little community. Even though we have separate communities in our community, it's like a big community that everyone is a, is a part of so we would typically play football matches and stuff like that and we would go into the middle of the road like we put like stones because nobody really had like an actual goal post so we used two stones to be our goal and that's how we play football okay so let me get into it now so i typically i usually love to play football i i genuinely love to play football even to this day, I have an appreciation for it. But after the situation that happened, I've never put my foot on a ball ever again. Because it was too, it was just too embarrassing and too traumatic for me. So, yeah. So, I typically was the goalkeeper or the goalie. So, I normally, because with, with the goalkeeper, there's so much vers versatility with it. You don't, you don't have to use your foot alone and you don't have to use your hand alone. You can use so much more. And to just stop the ball from going into the goal. So that's what I did. And I used to control the ball properly. I used to kick the ball properly and all of that. So in my primary school, and primary school is like middle school in the States. Just a quick backstory. Just a quick thing. So yeah, primary school was, was like middle school for Jamaicans. So primary school, I used to play um, football almost every single time. Every single chance I get because I was good at it. I, I'm not no damn messy or nothing like that but i know how to kick a ball and how to control the ball in order to protect my goal until nobody scores in my goal so it was in primary school i remember i remember like so each each classes would like like randomly like we had like a little like tournaments and the tournament was between each classes and yeah typical tournament thing so you had like a group of the different classes and they competed each got compete against each other to get i don't remember what we were winning where we were winning for but basically to win 
And just a quick heads up, I don't I don't remember what age I was, and I don't remember what year this was. Just bear with me. I don't remember. I just know that I was like really tiny at the time, and I just loved playing football at the time. So yeah. So after school, we would practice for the football game, and I remember my class. We did we did pretty well. I because they they put me for the goalkeeper. I was a goalkeeper. I stopped the ball, protect the ball. Not all the time, but I did the best that I can. And 80% of the time, I, I stopped the ball. And typically, the, the, the guys who were on the field, they, they know what they were doing. I know what I was doing. And we all just worked together. Excuse me. So, yeah. So, I remember it was like me. It was my class against another class. This was, this was like a fin- the final match. Like this match decides who's going to be the winner. So, I remember... So I remember we were playing the game. The game was going smooth and everything. Everybody was playing properly. Nothing nothing bad happened. Nothing terrible happened. It was just going pretty good. And I remember I remember this like like yesterday. It, it was so bad. So I was in the goalpost. And I remember I remember everybody was playing, the classes were playing against each other. And in the middle of the field, everyone started yelling. And I, I'm I'm in the goalpost. So I'm just standing there. I was like, everyone started yelling. I was like, what's going on? So basically, the other class took the ball from one of my one of my players, and he was charging towards me. So I'm like, I'm typically always ready for stuff like this. So he was coming, he was running towards me, and everyone was yelling. I was like, why is everybody yelling? The only reason why they're yelling because the guy was coming towards me. But the way they were yelling, it was just like, it got so loud in my head. I was like, what is going on? And I just stood there like I froze, y'all. When I told you I froze, I just stood there. And the guy, he was just coming to us. Everybody was yelling at me. I just didn't know what to do. And he was running. He was running. And he just kicked the ball. And he didn't even kick the ball that hard. He kicked the ball so soft. And the ball was just rolling. It just rolled slowly towards me. And it rolled past me. I was stiff as a statue. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I just, I just, I turned my head and I watched the ball move past me and go into the goal. And that was the only, that was the only goal they needed to win. And they won. To this day, I don't know what the hell happened. I really don't know. I just stood there and I was just frozen in place. My heart was beating. I could hear people yelling at me. I just I just zoned out. And I was just watching this man running towards me. And then the ball just was just slowly, it slowly crept past me. I didn't try, I didn't stop it. I didn't do nothing. It just passed me. And it was just so, it was like a dream, bro. I swear to God, y'all, I swear to God, nothing like this ne- has never happened to me before. I just froze and I watched the ball pass me. And then the ball went into the goal and this team started cheering. Everyone started cheering. And then my team now, their asses started yelling at me. Then everyone started charging towards me. And I was like, I was still frozen. I didn't know what the hell to do. Everyone was yelling. They were like, how you could do this? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just didn't know what the hell to do. I was just standing there. I was just standing there. Everyone was yelling at me. And I remember the teacher, she came and she had, she held me and she, and the minute she touched me, I just burst out in tears, man. I was, I was done. I was crying. I was crying like crazy, bro. To this day, I don't know what the hell caused that situation to happen. I, I don't know. Like the ball just passed me and I just stood there. And I, when that lady touched me, I started crying. 
I remember I was crying the entire way, and all, all of the dudes they, they stopped shouting at me. Like they were, they generally felt bad. I, and the thing is, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't trying to cry to make them feel bad. I just felt bad. Like I just started crying. And the teacher was holding me, and I remember we, she was lining us up against the classroom to get us in, and she had me in, in her arms. She was like, "It's okay, it's okay, it's just a game." And then she she started hugging me tighter. I, I, <laughs> the waterworks game, bitch. I was crying. I was crying. It was so bad. It was so fucking bad. And she was like telling me it's okay. And she was like, "Oh, why did I hold? Why did I hug you tighter? Now you're crying more." I was like, "Bitch, please, please console me. I'm dying." And everyone, like the dudes, all the dudes felt so bad. They started like saying, "Okay, it's just again. We're sorry. They're apologizing." That didn't stop me. I was still crying. I was like, "I did y'all dirty. I don't know how this happened, but it happened." I just started crying and crying, and, and for that entire class period, I was just crying. I put my head down on the table and I just cried. I remember like everyone left and it was just still there crying. I don't know how that happened, why it happened. I just froze, bro. I just froze. There, there was nothing else I could have done. I just, and to this day, I just don't know why. Like, I remember I, I would go over it in my head. I'm just like, why did I not move? Why did I not stop the ball? I just didn't move. Everyone, I just remember everyone was yelling. Everyone was telling me that the man is coming. And I was, I saw him. And the thing is, I'm used to this. I'm used to people yelling at me to tell to tell me what to tell me that to like kick the ball to them or do, like protect basically just protect the goal. And just this one instance was just so bad. I was crying, man. I, after that, I don't remember much when I got home. I don't remember if I was still crying, but I remember that I was crying the entire class. And the dudes were like patting me on the back. They were saying, "We're sorry, it's okay," because they were yelling at me like they were saying some some mad crazy shit at me. I was like, "It's just it's kind of justified. I understand why y'all yelling at me." But yeah, y'all ain't gotta tell y'all ain't gotta call me all those names. I was like, "Damn!" And they were like, they felt so bad. They were like, "They're sorry, man. It's okay. You don't have to cry. It's just a game. We get them next time." And I was like, I was still crying. I couldn't even talk. I just cried. I just fucking cried because I didn't know what else to do. I remember like weeks later now. They would like invite me back to the to play football, and I was like, no, I don't want to. No, I, every time they asked, I would be like, no. And then and they considered me to be one of their quote unquote best goalkeepers, so that was like a nice privilege and all. But I was like, I can't, I can't, I couldn't do it again. I could not do it. It was so bad. And even to this day, like I remember, like prim past primary school, going to high school, like. Like, football is a huge thing in Jamaica. Like, a lot of people like to play football. A lot of people like to do track and field. I'm also good at track. So, track was the main thing I focused on. But anytime when someone was like, oh, do you want to play football? I'm just like, no, I, ha I have two left feet. Like, I would jokingly say, oh, I have two left feet. So, I don't really play. And I just caught it off. But ever since that, I've never picked up a football ever again. Because I was just, I was just terrified. I was terrified and traumatized. Everyone was yelling at me. I was crying. I was just like, it's, it's so bad. I don't ever want to see a football. I don't ever want to play a football. I just don't know. I just don't want to go back down that lane ever again. It's only quite recently when I got here is when I started like doing it to playing by myself. Because my grand because we have a bunch of kids in my house. A bunch of little we got we have a whole zoo in this damn house. So like a bunch of little kids and like my grandma would buy balls for them. Like I'll play football with my cousin because he's a child and I can really destroy him. But other than that, no, if if I see like someone coming towards me. Like, just generally, anybody looking my direction when I'm kicking a ball, I will stop. You would not see me kick a ball. <laughs> you would not. It, it, it's gotten so bad. Like, 
you will, if I see someone coming towards me and see someone just looking in my direction with me, with my foot near a ball, I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to walk away or I just pick the ball up in my hand and throw it. And that's it. You would never see me kicking a ball because that's how bad it was. But yeah, it was so bad, man. It was so bad. And to, honestly, y'all, to this day, I don't even know what happened. And after that, I was like thinking about it, like almost every day I was th- I was like, why did I not move? Like, I'm used to this. I'm used to kicking, protecting my goal. I'm used to people shouting at me to tell me that, oh, this person's coming. Watch out. Da, 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 da. But that in just that one instance, I just froze. I looked at that ball past me, past me and going to my goal. And everybody, the other team was, was like cheering and going crazy. And everybody else was just like, damn, you weak ass bit loose. <laughs> but it was so bad. It's still bad to this day. You would never catch me with a ball by my foot. If someone said, be like, kick the ball. I pick the ball up and then throw it. I'm not kicking it to you. And it was so bad. I got, I was terrified. I was traumatized. <sighs> yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, my God. But, you know, you live and you learn. To this day, I don't know what caused me to do that. So, I, did I? did I live? Did I learn? I don't know. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to my podcast, man. This this is a story I haven't I haven't told anybody. Again, I don't I don't remember if I that day if I went home and told my mom or anybody. I don't I don't remember that much because it's been a while. I just remember that specific situation. Trauma don't leave you, babes. <laughs> it don't. It just creeps. It slowly creeps back up, and it attaches to you. And just like down. Yeah. Again, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. <laughs> thank you guys for bearing with me. And yeah. Mm. It was so bad. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. It's so cool outside. I apologize if it's like a lot of noise in the background. Hopefully there isn't. I'm sorry if my voice keeps going in and out on the mic because I keep moving around. My hand keeps moving in the mic away, so like this, and you can't really hear me. So I gotta put the mic back closer. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to my podcast. Hope you have a wonderful day. I appreciate the love. The support, every single thing. And yeah, thank you for listening to my traumatic story. <laughs> Hope you have a wonderful day. Bye, guys.